High Praise Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Joshua, lead pastor here at High Praise, and I want to thank you for downloading today's podcast. We know that this message is going to encourage and bless you. So I want you to open up your heart and receive what the Lord has for you today. So we read here in Luke 4, verse 16, So he, Jesus, came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue. Let me just stop there for just a moment. I want everybody to understand that Jesus went to church. Do you know that it was his custom to go to church? He went to the synagogue. And it says that he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. It was his custom. It was his habit. And he stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim what? To proclaim what? to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and he gave it back to the attendant and sat down and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him and he began to say to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. You know, whenever Jesus began to read this passage of Scripture in Isaiah, he knew that it was referring to him, and he made sure that everybody understood the purpose for which he was sent to the earth. And as we read in this passage of Scripture, we see Jesus actually through an Old Testament prophetic Scripture by the prophet, by the prophet Isaiah. He is describing and he is making known to everyone that is there, this is the reason that I am here. This is what I have been sent to do. How many of you believe today that Jesus has come to liberate the captives and to bring freedom and deliverance into our lives? My friend, I don't care what you came in with, you don't have to leave with it today. If there is something that has been troubling you, you don't have to leave with it today. You can receive deliverance, you can see, receive uh, a freedom, and you can receive the liberty that has already been made available to you. Amen? And so he says here in this passage of Scripture that he is here to bring freedom. He is here to proclaim liberty. By the way, if Jesus came to bring freedom and Jesus came to proclaim liberty, we should be doing the exact same thing. We should be declaring the same thing. My friend, if you're talking about bondage and if you're talking about that which you're captivated with, it's time for you to get a new declaration. It's time for you to get a new freedom. It's time for you to begin to take the words that Jesus Jesus said, begin to put them in your mouth and say, Lord, I received the deliverance that you came to bring into my life. Listen, it is not God's will that any of us as his children walk in bondage. If you're walking bound by whatever it might be, if there's a sexual addiction in your life, hear this, you can be set free today. If there's a drug addiction, did you, did you hear the song that we were singing? We're declaring the name of Jesus till every addiction is broken, till every addiction is destroyed, and whatever it addiction you came in with, I declare in Jesus' name, you will leave free. You will leave no longer with the bondage in Jesus' name. Amen? 
To sum it all up, Jesus was saying, I'm anointed to bring freedom. I'm anointed to bring deliverance. I've come to break every chain within your life. If you're here today and you've been enslaved with the bondage of sin, my friend, today is your day of freedom. Today is your day of liberty. You know, we have to understand that even at the birthing of this nation, there had to be a declaration that was made in order for people to begin to hear it and begin to know it and to begin to take a stand and say, we're not going to, we're not going to to uh, be accountable to England anymore. We establish our freedom today. Now understand this, England didn't like it. England decided, well, I'm gonna fight. We're gonna fight and we're going to try to bring them back into a place of uh, captivity. And just like that happened, understand that in the spirit, I'm just using that as a natural analogy. In the spirit, when you make your declaration of freedom, the enemy isn't just going to sit still. There is going to be all-out war. You know what I'm talking about? That means you're going to have to take a stand and you have to begin to raise your banner and say, He who the Son sets free is free indeed. And tomorrow, whenever you wake up, you say, He who the Son sets free is still free indeed. And the next day when you wake up, you say, I am free in the name of Jesus. And devil, you can't come back into my life. I have kicked you out the door. Hallelujah. Amen? You have to make your declaration of freedom. And by the way, you have to keep making your declaration of freedom. You know, I, I thank God for healing. How many of you know that healing is the children's bread? Do you believe that today? Do you believe that healing is the children's bread? Do you believe that it's God's will for us to walk in healing and life? Listen, every day I declare healing. Every day I declare my freedom from sickness. I'm not going to talk sickness. I'm not going to talk disease. I'm going to talk healing. I'm going to talk health. Why? Because in order for me to walk in healing, in order for me to walk free from sickness, I have to begin to speak healing and deliverance. I can't speak sickness and walk free from it at the same time. You know what I'm saying? And so Jesus said, I've come to bring freedom. I've come to proclaim liberty. Listen, we have to begin to echo that same narrative. We have to begin to say the same thing that Jesus said. Jesus said he, said he was sent to preach the gospel to the poor. Well, what's the gospel to the poor? It's that you don't have to be poor anymore. Amen? The gospel to the poor man is this. My God will supply all your need according to his riches and glory. The gospel of the poor is this. Honor the Lord with the first fruits of all your increase. So shall your barns be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine and oil. The gospel of the poor is Luke 6, 38. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will men give unto your bosom. Amen. See, Jesus came to proclaim freedom. You're not to be bound by poverty. We're not to live bound by lack. I, you know, it's one of the things I'm so thankful to the Lord uh, you know, we have every need we have ever had within this church body has always been supplied over and in an abundant manner. How many of you have known him as a provider? How many of you have known? How many of you have seen God do something in your life at some moment in time where it's, it was an impossible situation, but God turned it around? And he brought forth a breakthrough. He brought forth. He, he answered your prayer. He showed up as Jehovah Jireh. He showed up as El Shaddai. Hey, Stacey and I have been in so many of those times, particularly the first seven or eight years of our marriage and seven or eight years of our ministry. I'm telling you, we were living literally from day to day and week to week and just living from paycheck to paycheck and even the paycheck wasn't enough. We were having to believe God, you know, every week. And I will tell you this, in the midst of all of it, we never stopped giving. 
You know, there's some people that stop giving whenever things get a little tight. May I tell you this? May I recommend this? Don't stop your giving uh, whenever things get a little tight. As a matter of fact, if you're going to do anything, uh, you need to increase the flow. Amen? I'm not saying it because we're in need here in this church. I'm saying it because that's what will bring breakthrough within your life. Because, see, according to the measure that you give, it is the same measure that will be measured back to you again. That's free today, praise God. When Jesus quoted this passage from Isaiah, he was saying, I am anointed to set every captive free. I am your declaration of freedom today. What I am here to do is to bring liberty to you, and I'm making that declaration over your life. The entire passage of Scripture that Jesus quoted, it is now our declaration of freedom and our declaration of liberty. Amen? Anything that produces bondage, anything that produces captivity, or anything that produces slavery in the spirit or the natural, it is our enemy. It is not the will of God for any of us to live in bondage. It is not the will of God that we would live in a place of captivity. We should resist and fight, and may I add, in the spirit. We should resist and fight in the spirit anything that the enemy brings to produce bondage and slavery. If it's sin, if it's sickness, if it's poverty, if it's oppression, marriage problems. Listen, don't you succumb to marriage problems. You rise up in the power of the Holy Ghost and say, Devil, you can't have my marriage. Don't you succumb to, you know, with the enemy attacking your kids. Don't just say, well, you know, nothing I can do about it. You know, the kids, they're just going to go and sow their wild oats. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Understand this. Devil, you can't have my kids. My children, they are the heritage of the Lord. They're the heritage of the Lord. They're the, see, they're not my heritage. They're the heritage of the Lord. Amen? See, so train up your child in the way that he should go, and when he's old, he'll not depart. But what happens if they start departing? That's whenever you've got to begin to fight. And you have to begin to make your stand and say, no, my children are free. I declare that my children will not go the way of the Lord. Well, what if it looks that way? It doesn't matter. You keep saying freedom. You keep speaking liberty. You keep speaking the freedom of, from bondage and slavery and sin. Amen? And by the way, parents, you've got authority over your children's life. You don't just have authority to take away their keys. You've got authority to begin to release something in their lives. Amen. I, I told our kids when they were growing up, and two of them are here right now. The third one is preaching in Crestview this morning. But anyway, I told them, I told them all, I said, you got to understand, I don't care what you do. I don't care what you do. The Holy Ghost will reveal it. It's not that I have eyes in the back of my head. It's I got the Holy Ghost living on the inside of me. So don't you even think. Right, Kayla? Right. Kayla and Kelvin are here this morning. Yeah. Appreciate them. She thought she would be wise one time. Praise the Lord. And surely her sin found her out. Praise the Lord. Every time. It was more than once? Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I don't care what it is. See, the Holy Spirit will, uh, this is for somebody. I don't know who it's for this morning, but you've got to understand that just because your kids want to do something doesn't mean that you as a parent have to relent to their demands. You can stand and say, no, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You don't have to be mean about it. You don't have to be nasty about it. You just say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. What's it? You got a phone in your hand? Where'd that come from? Oh, I gave it to you. Oh, okay. Well, also, if I want to see what's going on in that phone... Thank you all the teenagers for the shouts of amen. I got teenagers probably looking mad at me right now going, I can't believe you. I'm never coming back to that church. You know what? You better be thankful for your parents. Your parents love you. That's the reason they bring you to a Bible-believing, a Bible-preaching church that's filled with the Holy Ghost where the presence of God is moving. Amen? Amen? As a matter of fact, I just want to encourage all of you that are sitting close to your parents, I just want you to look over at them right now and say, thank you, Mom and Dad. I appreciate that. Come on, tell them. Yeah, all right, well, praise the Lord. So, but you might have to work on it for a little while. That's okay. Amen. Anything that produces bondage, anything that produces slavery, anything that produces captivity, it is our enemy. And so anything that would come into your family, anything that would come into your home to bring captivity, to cause bondage, to do you harm, then you have every right to stand and fight in the spirit. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, they're what? They're mighty through God. And by the way, just so you know, I, just, just a little side note. Now, uh, you know, if somebody physically came into your house and... Uh, if somebody physically came into your house and attempted to do you harm, I want everybody to understand that's whenever the spirit of Samson needs to come on you. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. Hey, don't think that it can't. My hair may not be long, but the same God that anointed Samson will also anoint me. Don't you mess with my family. Don't you mess with my kids. You walk in my house and do me harm, then praise the Lord, we're going to be met with something. Amen? Right? But you know what? Many times I, I said that because the reality is, I know Ricardo down here, if somebody broke into their house, and Ricardo, I don't know this for sure, he's probably a gun owner, and the prob probably if somebody broke in their house at the middle of the night, he would tell them to stop. I don't know, he might just shoot first. I don't know. <laughs> but the reality is he's going to defend his family. I mean, any man is going to defend their family, Right? But why don't we take the same approach in the spirit whenever something tries to invade our family, when something attempts to try, why don't we do the same? Why don't we take the same force in the spirit and say, no, devil, you're not going to take my kids. You're not going to have my family. You're not going to take my wife's health. You're not going to take any of my children's health. In the name of Jesus, I stand and I declare you must go in the name of Jesus. You've been given authority and you've been given power. Amen? Now, there are six different things today we're going to make declaration of. This is our declaration of freedom today. This is our declaration of liberty today. Six specific things that Jesus said in this passage of Scripture as he was quoting the prophet Isaiah. And the first thing he specifically said is he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Again, the gospel to the poor is this. You don't have to be poor anymore. 
Understand that poverty is not next to godliness. As a matter of fact, God desires to make you the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Now, I know that a man's life does not consist of the abundance of the things that he possesses. That's what Jesus said, right? He said, your life doesn't consist of what you have materially, of just what you possess or how much money you have. That's not really the measurement of life. But understand this, God desires to bless his children, and he does not want you to live in a place of insufficiency. If poverty is next to godliness, then we need to all go quit our jobs next week. God forbid. I mean, you know, the Bible commands us to be productive. The Bible commands you to get a job. Is that what the Bible says? It actually says if a man doesn't work, then he, he shouldn't eat. Is that what your Bible says? If a man doesn't work, that's what it says, right? You know, we have to understand it's important for us to be productive. You know, if we can just put aside even that for just a moment and understand that you're not going to be fulfilled unless you're doing something. All of us were created to be productive. You know what? God told Adam, till the garden. God put Adam and Eve there, and he said, there's something I want you to do. I want you to be productive. If you're not productive, you're not going to be happy. There's something within man that God has placed there, and until you become productive and do something good, understand that you're not going to be fulfilled. And then you'll be end up lashing out at other people, blaming them for your own unhappiness and your own misery. My friend, if you just get involved in doing something good, do whatever your hand finds to do. Amen? and begin to be productive, you will see that God will bless you in a tremendous way. But God doesn't want us to live in a place of poverty. God's plan for your life is blessing. Everybody shout blessing. Again, even in the Old Testament, he said that he would make us the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. If that's in the Old Testament, and now we have a better covenant established upon better promises, then how much more does what God want to bless us now? Amen? He promised to bless the work of your hand. He promised, I'll say that again. He promised to bless the work of your hand. He'll, he will bless you. He will bless what you do, what you put your hand to do. Jesus has come to break the chains of poverty and lack. I want everybody to make this declaration today. Say this, in the name of Jesus, I make my declaration of freedom and liberty, poverty, lack, and insufficiency has no place within my life. I am free from every spirit of lack. I am free from every spirit of poverty in Jesus' name. Now give the Lord a praise this morning. Hallelujah. The second thing, he said he comes to heal the brokenhearted. The word brokenhearted there literally means mentally and emotionally shattered or tormented. In other words, Jesus came to make you free from being tormented by the enemy. I've said this before, understand that although the devil is here to try to torment you, you have to understand that your purpose for living on this earth is to actually torment him. God has the church on the earth today to be the devil's worst nightmare, praise God. We are here to torment the devil. How do you do that, Pastor? That means this, in the morning you get up and you lift your hands and say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. He has put a new song in my mouth. Why? Because the Bible says that praise silences the enemy. Amen? Put on one of our worship CDs or find a good worship CD you could put on. You know, we got Lord of the Break, uh, uh, what, 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 uh, you know, Conquering King and God of the Turnaround. We sang God of the Turnaround this morning. Put that on and start dancing in your living room. 
You know, and particularly if things aren't going good. The enemy goes like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Because that's not the way that most people will act or respond in moments of adversity. Begin to rise up in faith, amen, and make your declaration. You're free from torment. Jesus came so that you can be free from any mental torment that the enemy would attempt to place within your life. The very first word that Jesus said in this particular uh, phrase is he's come to heal. I don't have time to really share the whole dream, but I had this dream months ago, and in that dream I was standing on this platform and I was proclaiming Jesus saves, heals, and delivers. And everybody within the congregation began to shout it out, Jesus saves, heals, and delivers. And as we began to say that, the auditorium began to be filled with people. I'm telling you, folks, we have to begin to declare that. You've got to declare it in your household. Today, I am healed in the name of Jesus. By the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Himself took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses and my diseases. I am healed in the name of Jesus. Amen? See, there are many that are tormented by the devil today. And sometimes they're Christians. And sometimes it's because of maybe past mistakes that they have made. But the good news is this. Freedom is here for you today. Hallelujah. By the way, one of the things that can cause mental torment is if you're walking in unforgiveness. If there's anybody that you haven't forgiven, let me encourage you today. Begin to walk in forgiveness. Begin to release them with the words of your mouth. Well, brother, you don't understand what they did to me. No, I don't know exactly what they did to you, but I guarantee you this. There's probably other people that have went through the same things. There's other people that are with it. How many of you have ever had anybody do anything bad, uh, bad against you? Probably all of us. How many of you know you still have to forgive them right see I'm not going to allow their past action to continue to torment me and one of the ways that I do that is I forgive them and release them there's a the parable that Jesus gave about the guy who didn't forgive the debt and as a result he was the one that actually got released to the tormentors whenever you choose to walk in unforgiveness you end up getting released to the tormentors my friend what they did is not worth tormenting you for the rest of your life amen Jesus came to bestow grace and an ability to forgive. I want everybody to say this morning, I want you to say this, in the name of Jesus, I am free from all sickness. I am free from all disease. I am free from the torment of the enemy. No longer will I be tormented in the name of Jesus. I make my declaration of freedom. I make my declaration of liberty. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. I am free today in Jesus' name. Give him another praise this morning. Hallelujah. The third area. He says, proclaim liberty to the captives. Freedom from captivity. Captives literally means a prisoner of war. The truth is this, that there is a war that is ongoing. There is a spiritual war. As a matter of fact, it's a constant, okay? And in a war, prisoners and captives are taken. That is what the devil is doing to many today. Many become captives because they have become captivated by the allure of the world and what it has to offer. Can I tell you, one of the ways that you prevent becoming a captive is you don't get captivated by everything out here. Let me say that again. One of the ways that you prevent becoming a captive is you don't get captivated by everything going on out there. If you haven't figured out by now, the world doesn't know what they're doing, okay? The world is nuts. That's the reason we, the church, are here. We're here to save them from the nuttiness. 
We're here to save them and see deliverance come into their lives so they're not nuts any longer. How many know Jesus will put you in your right mind? If you read the account with the maniac of Gadara who was in the caves and he was cutting himself and nobody could, you know, uh, withhold him or withstand him. And the Bible says that after Jesus brought deliverance into his life, this is what they said. He is clothed and in his right mind. Can I tell you, Jesus will put you in your right mind. And hear this, if you get captivated by all these crazy things that are going on out there, you'll end up becoming a captive. I have seen believers become captive because they're captivated by everything else going on. They're not captivated by the Word. They're not captivated by the Holy Ghost. They're not captivated by the presence of God. They're captivated by everything else that the world is alluring them to. My friend, don't fall for the trap, praise God. Amen? Look at somebody say, I'm free today. See, the good news is Jesus came to liberate us. We don't have to be held hostage any longer. And by the way, that also goes for your unsaved loved ones who are held hostage. He came to proclaim liberty to them. I want everybody to make this declaration today. In the name of Jesus, I am free from captivity. I will not be held prisoner any longer. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. I will not be a captive because I will no longer be captivated by the allure of the world in Jesus' name. Amen. Give him another shout of victory. Now, I hope you see what we're doing here this morning because you have to begin to make these declarations within your own life. And listen, don't just do it one time. Okay, do it tonight again. Do it tomorrow morning again. Do it the next day again. Allow the confession of your mouth to become that which declares freedom and liberty. The next thing is this. He says the recovering of sight. That's freedom from blindness. Blind means to be smoky. This is what it literally means, blindness. To be, it means to be smoky or blind mentally or spiritually. The root word means to envelop with smoke. Are you ready for this? Or inflate with self-conceit. It's to be proud or high-minded. Now, you could preach a whole message just on this right here. You know what? We got to get rid of the pride. I said every single one. Listen, what is pride? Pride means I won't listen to anybody else. I exalt my own opinion above everybody else's. And we have to be willing to be pliable. We have to be willing to be teachable. And we can't begin to exalt our own self. It's interesting that if you're ever in a fire and smoke fills a room, what they will tell you is to do this, get low. They'll tell you to get low. Why? Because that's where the oxygen is. That's where your life will be sustained. Can I tell you, whenever things begin to get smoky and things get crazy, that's whenever you got to get low. That's the reason the Bible says to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due time. Amen? You humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. You get low. See, everybody in the world, they're always seeking a a, a place of greatness. Well, Jesus says, you want to be great? Go wash somebody's feet. You want to be the one that's the big cheese? Then learn to humble yourself. Amen? Look at somebody and say, you got to humble yourself. Is anybody getting anything out of this? See, part of recovering your sight means is this, that you turn loose of the pride. Recovering the sight means that you, you don't walk in a proud manner anymore. You become humble in the sight of the Lord. Amen? 
Pride, arrogance, and self-absorption will blind you to the truth. You show, you show me somebody who's arrogant. You show me somebody who is self-absorbed. You show me somebody who's proud. And I will tell you that they are blind to the truth because God's Word doesn't lie. And whenever people begin to exhibit that kind of uh, attitude and disposition, it always leads them to error. And they will be blind to the truth. The good news is this. Jesus came to liberate us and set us free from that so that we are not blinded any longer. Amen? Jesus came to break the chains of pride, break the chains of rebellion. By the way, all rebellion is rooted in pride. But he came to break the chains. There's so many different roads that we could go down with every single one of these. But you know, you, again, whenever, if you ever see somebody operating in rebellion, it's because there's a spirit of pride that's there. But Jesus came to break the chains of self-exaltation. I want us to make this declaration today. In the name of Jesus, I am free from pride. I am free from spiritual blindness. I have eyes to see. I have ears to hear. I declare my freedom today in Jesus' name. Can we give the Lord praise this morning? Amen. He goes on to say, to liberate the bruised. There is freedom from destruction. Bruised actually means to shatter and break into pieces. It means to destroy. A bruise is caused whenever there's some type of internal bleeding. And there are many today who are spiritually, mentally, and emotionally bleeding. And much of the time, it is even self-inflicted. It's self-destruction. You know, uh, and I don't have time to go into all of the different aspects of self-destruction, but many people do things that harm themselves and obstruct God's purpose. It's self-sabotage. Uh, Tori Wright over here, raise your hand. You know, she is a really a living testimony. And for us, us who know her, and I don't want to say anything to embarrass her, but I'll tell you, she was on the path of self-destruction and she kept going around the same mountain over and over and over and over again and I remember we would counsel with her and you know she'd be okay for a couple of days and then go right back to it you know her mom and dad would speak to her she'd be okay for a day or two and then go right back to it and that's not said to embarrass her I got good news for you God got her off the merry-go-round praise God the Holy Ghost got her off the merry-go-round and she's serving the Lord today and she's been clean now for I don't know how many years. Two, two and a half years she's been clean. Praise God. Amen. Well, somewhere along the line, she finally realized that Jesus came to set her free from self-destruction. I don't have to stay on that path. I don't have to keep destroying myself. And my friend, if you've got loved ones that are doing that, don't fear. God is with them. The Lord is going to show up within their life and is going to do a mighty, mighty work. Amen? You keep believing. You keep standing. Praise God. Many people have set themselves up for failure. Listen, Jesus sets you up for success. Hallelujah. Amen? Let's make this declaration today. Say this, in the name of Jesus, I am free from self-destruction. Every bruise is healed Every shattered place is put back together. In the name of Jesus, I will walk in the light, even as he is in the light. And now I am free. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. Give God a shout of praise. Here's the last thing. Are y'all still with me? The last thing is this. He says to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. This is the last thing that he says. 
and this is what it pertains to. It is freedom from disapproval. Freedom from disapproval. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, it literally means to herald approval. I want you to look at somebody and say, you're approved of the Lord. Come on, find somebody else and say, you're approved of the Lord. Now understand this, my approval is not based in my own works. My approval is based in what he did through his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Let me say it like this. He has made me accepted in the beloved. Can I say it like this? His blood has cleansed me as white as snow. Although my sins were scarlet, now they are white as snow. Hallelujah. You see, my approval is not based upon what I've done in the natural. My approval is based upon what he did 2,000 years ago whenever he spread out his arms and he allowed himself to be nailed to a cross and he allowed himself to be whipped and he allowed himself to die on a on a cross with a cruel death but thank God on the third day he arose victorious over death hell and the grave and with that he bought my approval he bought the fact that now I can be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus can somebody give the Lord a shout of praise about that today You're not bound by yesterday. You're not bound by, by what happened five years ago. You're not even bound by what happened five minutes ago. Certainly nobody did anything bad in the last five minutes, but you're not bound by it if you did. Aren't you thankful for that today? You're not bound by what happened five days ago. You're not bound by a crazy posts that you made three weeks ago. You're not bound. We're none of us. We're not bound by any of those things. Amen? Can you look at somebody and say, you're free today. See, my, my approval is not based upon things in the natural. Now, I wanna, let me balance this. Don't anybody go out of here and say, my approval is based upon what Jesus did. I'm going to live. Where's the bar at? Right? Nightclub, here I come. See, you, you, listen, you have been created, recreated in Christ Jesus for good works. And if you're going to say you're a Christian, then live Christ-like. But understand this. The Bible says that my righteousness is as filthy rags. At the end of the day, my approval is not based upon my righteousness, my righteous work. My approval is based upon his blood. My approval is based upon what he did. My approval is based in his obedience, not my failure. Listen, you ought to shout about that because, your, listen, your approval is not based in where you missed it. Your, your approval is based in what Jesus did and his obedience. Amen? Isaiah 45, we read this last week. It said, No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me. Look at somebody and say, your righteousness comes from the Lord. See, my approval comes from him, not other people. Other people may say crazy things about me. They may say crazy things about you. But my approval is not based upon man's approval. My approval is based upon what Jesus already did. Amen? Jesus says this, you are approved and you are mine. Today, I am free from condemnation and I am free from disapproval. Would everybody lift your hand right there and I want you to make this declaration. Say, today, I am free. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. 
I am free from condemnation. I am free from disapproval. My righteousness is of him. Come on, give him some praise this morning. Hallelujah. The team to come this morning. We declare today that Jesus is our declaration of freedom. Would you stand to your feet? We declare today that he is the one that has set us free. Again, you know, the reality is we can live in a free nation. But, in, you know, the only people that really live free are the ones who are saved and that have received the fullness of that which he has promised. Because you can live in a free nation and still live in bondage. And there's a lot of people in this nation that need Jesus today. Listen, we need a revival here in America. And I believe that I heard the Lord speak this so clearly last week. Pastor Joshua said it again, that the dam is broken. There is great glory that is coming to our nation. There is a great revival that's coming to, this, to, our, to our area, to our region. And I believe it's going to be greater than anything we have ever seen before. Our greatest days are yet ahead. Our greatest days are still before us. Amen. Do you believe that today? Can you give the Lord one more shout of victory this morning? Thanks again for downloading this podcast. We trust that this message has blessed, encouraged, and edified you. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss a message here from High Praise. Also, you can follow us on social media, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And don't forget to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll be back soon with another incredible message. God bless you and have a great week.